Hi there, you guys, and welcome to TrailerCast. Today, um, I get to have a special TrailerCast conversation with a very dear friend of mine. Um, and I'm going to maybe warm up this episode by letting you know that this is a very dear friend of mine. So different than some of the other TrailerCast conversations, where some of the times I'm meeting somebody for the very first time, and I have like only engaged with them like briefly or a little bit, right, or, or via social media. Um, but this is a dear friend. This is a person who is... Um, very close to home. And so I want you to listen maybe through that lens as well, because I, I push a little harder and I go a little deeper than maybe I, I typically would uh, because there's already a lot of history. The, the other things I want you to know about this episode is it's our first male guest for the TrailerCast Conversations. And so my hope is that you get to hear what it is like from a male perspective to, to open and to engage and to allow himself to participate in this work. And I also think it's something that will be, yeah, I'm just super curious to hear your responses to it. But it is a brave conversation, and I feel exceptionally honored to have been a part of it. All right. Here it goes. There we go. It's happening. Um, what we're talking about today is COVID's done a weird thing to my drive. Mm -hmm. And I feel, I was thinking about it this morning and I, and I, I feel like there's a fire that's gone out, but it hasn't been, it's a, uh, it's like a welcome change. Okay. There's a little bit of, sorry, it's this weird thing. Yeah. There's a little bit of a welcome change okay. and there's a little bit of like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. exactly right. Okay. That's exactly what I wanted to say. It, but it's also, yeah, and I, and it's not it's not comfortable. And I find myself all throughout the day being in between this position of like my entire like livelihood and identity has been about drive, 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 push, 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 like be the best, do everything I can. And then all of a sudden it's like the volume was turned off on everything. And I'm like, whoa, the silence is wonderful. Was it wonderful initially? Or is it wonderful now? Mm, it has, and, and that's the weird thing is, and initially I was able to embrace it and it was almost like I went on vacation for the okay. first time in my life. Mm. Um, and then, it, here's how I would say it. It was like I spent my whole life um, in uh, middle of nowhere okay. and I went on vacation to Hawaii and I was like, Oh my God, I have to live here for the rest of my life. And now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, oh, this island life. Ooh, I, I need a little island fever. Like there's a little bit of island fever, but it's also like, why would I leave here? This is paradise. paradise. Yeah, yeah. That's the perfect that's analogy. Like, mm, that's okay, exactly okay, where I'm okay. at. That's where I'm feeling. Mm, okay. Um, Enneagram type? Three. Mm -hmm. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm not like like the... I'm not like an Enneagram expert. I just know that that defines me very right. well. Like that, yeah. I know three, my threeness <laughs> defines me very well. Like, right? I, yeah. I know one Enneagram expert, only one. Okay? Yeah. Her name's Erin Body. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've been meaning to have a conversation with her, but yeah. yes. Yeah. But there's enough 
lay information out there that I'm like, oh well, yeah, I mean I can pretty much read like that yeah. in the Instagram meme and yeah. I'm like I'm understood. So I think what you know about yourself, what you take away from that yeah. is already meaningful. Right. It's already finding right. helping you feel more understood and getting more right. clear on what does drive you. Right. Okay. So let's go. So here, I, I I was on a run this morning. Yeah. Um, and there's like little spots where my threeness comes out and like my drive comes out. Like this month, my goal is to run 100 miles. I'm at 84 and I've got four days to go. So I'm. We got time. Yeah, I'm I'm good to go. Um, and I was on a run this morning and I was thinking I tra- I do trail running and so yeah. there's a lot of elevation change. And. Um, a lot of times on the hills, especially the steep hills, I'll, wa- I'll hike them, I'll, I'll walk them, because um, otherwise I like can't do these yeah. long runs. I yeah. can't keep up the, the stamina. Um, and but I find this is so funny. Without fail, if there's somebody walking on the hill on the way up, or if there's a even more so a cyclist who's trying to cycle their way up, I'm faster if I run on an uphill than a, than a cyclist. Yeah. So I will always run if there's someone else around. And it's not this like, look at me go. It's like, there's that little bit of, there's something yes. there that's enough to drive me yep. to push. Yes. And that's all I need every time. And yes. so it's weird because when this all started, when COVID all started, okay. I talked to one of my closest friends and he is also a three. Okay. And he's like, how are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Like, right, I, right. I don't know yeah. because I have this weird thing going on where literally the last three months have been the best months of my like professional career in terms of volume and capacity and like what I've produced. Yeah. But, um, uh, I'm like, I doesn't feel right. Like it doesn't feel like I'm working hard or that I want to work hard or that I want, have I even pursued mm-hmm. this? And he's like, you know what? This whole quarantine thing, like stay at home. There's no worse place for a three to Completely. be because it doesn't matter what I do. I could be the top performer in my mm-hmm. field mm-hmm. of the entire world. And there's nobody to watch. No one can see it. No one can yeah, see it. There's no one and so that's been this weird thing where it's like the volume was turned down. I went on my little Hawaiian vacation, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Quote unquote. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, now it's like, it's not novel. Anymore. No, it's not novel anymore. But I'm also like, there's, I, I still like that pace, but I don't, I'm just stuck in this position yes. and I don't know what direction to go with it. Okay. Um, so and I don't know if I need to go in a direction. I was going to say, it. so name the problem. What's the thing where you're like, this is where I'm stuck. This is the thing that's like, mm. My identity for years yes. has been defined by my ability to out Do it, say it. <laughs> to outperform, outwit, outlast. Yeah. I'm a big Survivor fan, and that's the model. <laughs> <laughs> to outperform, outwit, outlast everybody around me. Kay. Like that's. Yeah. I am competitive through and through. Yeah. When I see an obstacle, um, like I go for it, and that's been my. That's what I've defined myself as. Yes. Um, yes. And so now I'm at this place where I'm like, wait, I did really well, slowed down. Um, nobody's watching and I st- I'm still alive. Like I'm still a, a person, yeah. but there's a huge piece of my identity that I'm at odds with right yes. now yes. because I still, that's what I woke up for every morning. Mm-hmm. And now I don't necessarily have a wake up for mm-hmm. thing every mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. You're drawing upon like some existential pieces that depending on where we most naturally sit with their identity, with our instinct, with the way in which we think other people think about us. Mm -hmm. So every one of us is facing something like this in quarantine. 
think, because it's our existential button is being pushed on with how yeah. do I know I matter if I live in an echo chamber? Right. And we all are looking for mad, for meaning, for connection, for something, right? It's our search. It's mm-hmm. our existential search to know that we matter somehow. Yep. The interesting part is threes very specifically tend to look out for identity. I know who I am when I see my stats on the board, right? Mm-hmm. I see, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just how I orient. That's just how right. I know how well I'm doing. Right. <laughs> so I can keep doing well, okay? Well, yeah. yeah. So the challenge is all of a sudden that is wiped away and now you're in a dysregulated place, which is like the infant who can't look at the mom's face to know how they're supposed to be doing. Okay. It's just how am I actually doing? Right. And that is, that's the place that's the invitation to me without you and who is that? And how do I feel about that person? Right. And what felt like a nice Hawaiian vacation might not be the place you want to live forever. Right. You right. might need a shark in the water to swim fast, right? Like yes. You might need, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also the other big part of this, too, is that um, when I... I have always, I mean, this is part of the same thing. I've always performed better when I'm when my back's against the wall. Yeah. Um, I've always, that's without fail. Like that's where I prefer to be. That's my preferred position is put me up against the ropes. Let me get out of it. Okay. Right. Um, or put someone alongside me that I'm competing against mm-hmm. and let me push, push through it. Yeah. Right. So, um, there's, there's this other weird part for me because I'm, I'm in real estate, as you know, and it's like there's this is the type of environment and um, economic situation where real estate agents who aren't above the fold, like they go away, right? Yeah. And so there's this like huge opportunity. So as soon as we got shut down, it's so weird, but one of my first things that I thought was, Oh, here's my opportunity. The fat's like, gonna rise. If, yep. The, yeah. The cream's gonna rise to the, rise to the top. Mm-hmm. Now is the chance for me to like actually shine and do the type of shining I've been wanting to do my entire career. And everyone's gonna see it. And ever. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I wasn't gonna say that, but yes, you're right. <laughs> we can say whatever. <laughs> um, and so that's the other part of it too. Where it's like I literally have been waiting for this for my yeah. entire career, not for a worldwide pandemic. Obviously, yeah. that's that's no, no, not no, no, it. Totally, but totally, totally. some shift, yeah. something that changes yeah. the yeah. the environment that allows me to allows what I've been doing for years to stand out more right. than it has for the last mm-hmm. few years because mm-hmm. it's been a noisy, noisy space. You're right. And now it's like everybody's volumes turned off okay. and so it's like let me let me turn mine up more so that's been the other weird part of it too where it's like there's this like internal drive that i've had for years yeah. where it's like i can't i've been waiting for this mm-hmm. and that, but i'm in hawaii and i'm sitting on the beach <laughs> and I'm looking at the waves and so i'm like oh. it's just an uncomfortable place to be in is it uncomfortable because you need something to like struggle against um uh, I think the most uncomfortable part is where do I go from here? <laughs> yeah. That's the most uncomfortable part. Right. Always evacuation. evacuation. Right? <laughs> so the world could open up tomorrow and everything could be normal. And I don't think I'm mentally, emotionally in the space to like mm-hmm. perform at the level that I think I should be performing at. Okay. So let's go back to something that we talked about, like everyone, like and everyone's going to see it. Are there specific someones for you? Like you want there specific someones that if they witnessed your whatever rising mm-hmm. that you would feel like yeah 
that's who I want to see this. You don't have to name their names, but maybe is there any face or a relationship that pops up? No, not in not an individual. It's more of like an industry standard. Okay. Okay. It's Please. like a. Um, it's like. Um, I don't. Was, was I talking to you about fame the other day? Yeah. I, oh, okay. Yeah yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So I like. Yeah. I have this major desire to be, f- to be famous, mm-hmm. right? But it's mm-hmm. not the type of fame where it's right. like. 40 million Instagram followers right. and everybody in the world knows who you are. Right. Like that, it's not that type of fame. It's like a recognition and and within my field, yes. right? Within yes. my space That's where right. it's like you walk around and you walk into a room where there's a bunch of, <laughs> this sounds Dude, silly, no, but where there's a bunch of other real estate agents. It's yourself. like, okay. You walk into a room where there's a bunch of other real estate yeah. agents and all of those real estate agents know who I am, yeah. right? Yeah. Because they know that I do it better than they do, yeah. right? Okay. That's the type of fame that that um, I kind of aspire to. So there's, it's faceless. Like, who do I want to totally. impress? Totally faceless. Okay. It's it's an industry. It's a group of mm-hmm. people. It's like, um, it's wanting to be recognized in front of, okay. of a crowd, I guess. I see you come forward towards that, being like, I know like within myself, like I, I really want to be the best in my field, the best. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of shrink back, like you're not sure either, like how that sounds or how that's coming off. Like there's a there's a there's a shrink factor yeah. after the fact. So what's yeah. that? What's that hesitancy to say that out loud? Um, I think part of it. This is something I've learned in the last year, even before COVID, that with with my industry is there's a little bit of frustration because literally uh, frustration is not the right word. Um, lack of direction. Okay. Um, and lack of like having a set goal because. In the world that I'm in, literally the sky's the limit. Like, if I wanted to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and just grind and spend money and make money and be the best, like, I could do that, but there's always gonna be someone better. Okay. And so that's part of that, that industry. So when I have that hesitation of saying, like, right, if there's a little bit of pulling back, it's because um, one thing I think I've realized in the last year is I don't, I don't wanna be number one. Okay. I just wanna be top, right? I okay, want to be okay. towards the top. And so it's, it's hard because, um, uh, I don't, when there's not a clear cut, like this is the, this is the goal that I'm going for. I, it's, it's almost like I get flound, yeah, flounder. Yeah. There's a murkiness. Right. There's yeah. a murkiness. Yeah. yeah that's a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah. So, well, and that's like the facelessness, right? It's the same thing as dysregulating when mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. 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 So you put my, put, it's like, it, it, I guess the, what I'm not sure about is you put me in the, the space of like local peers. Yes, I want to be rec- recognized and, and known in that space. You put me in a space of like everybody in Orange County. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Put me in a space of all of Southern California and you include LA County and you include all of California. It's like, uh, that's where the, for me, like the drive has, I don't know if I want to get there. I don't okay. know if I want to, to push to that level. And that's been something that I was thinking through before COVID and then COVID hit and I'm like, Ooh, I like, I like this Hawaiian vacation a little yeah. bit. Like, yeah. how do I have a both and how do I figure out what that looks like? Yeah. Well, you're, you're doing it by <clears throat> individuating on your own terms. So what I first dis- defined as top or the best or up number one in my in my um, field, notoriety and all that looked like this. Mm-hmm. 
as I was moving towards that, I realized that actually the way I wanted to find top right. means like this to me. Yeah. And so there's permission to allow the definition to change, even though the words are the same. Yes. Okay. Yep. And I think a lot of times when we commit to a goal, we get stuck on what the words were. Like, mm -hmm. no, I said this, I said top in Orange County, I said right. top in California, right. I said this, so it has to be that, it's right. black and white, there right. is no murky, there is no wiggle room, it's right. what it is. Right. And then something like the global pandemic happens, and it's like, well, what is anything? Okay. Right. <laughs> right. I don't even know what anything is. What is a house? Yeah. What is the real estate market? What's even yeah. happening? Um, this is where, actually, there's the sink or swim moment. People are either going to be like, meh, yeah. or... I'm going to redefine what this means for me right. and continue to gain clarity and what it means for me to feel like I'm in that space where I'm continuing to grow no holds barred. Yeah. And that's where I'm stuck is between the sink and the swim, right? Mm -hmm. I know I don't want to sink. Is it possible for you to sink? Um, <laughs> define possible. What do you mean by possible? I mean, do you mean what I allow myself to or like would my life situation allow me to? I mean, it's... What I... So I know you. Yeah. It's bullshit that you'll sink. No, I will not sink. I no. can't... I, I so, can't... I can't sink. And maybe what this is, is a lot of this is a fear mm -hmm. of like, there's some sink in me. <laughs> Does, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And this is what I want to get to. What's actually there? Because uh, we're not really... Okay. We're not going to sink. No, I'm not going to sink. No. Not so what is actually... What are you actually afraid of? Um, skating by. And specifically, finding out that skating by is good enough to make it. Because you've never done that. Mm -mm. No. Never. 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 Not since I yeah. was a child. Yeah. So skating by doesn't work. And right now, I'm forced to skate by a little bit. Ugh. And it's working. And I don't like that. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. That felt emotional. Yeah. What do you feel emotionally around that? Uh... I, I lost. I'm lost. Okay. I, I'm lost. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Let's go back to when you were young and you felt like you decided to not skate anymore. Yeah. What was going I don't on? Think that, I don't think there was ever a point where there was skate anymore. It was like, I woke up, I, I never, I've never skated by, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I don't, that's where I'm saying is the first, and maybe this is where the emotion is, is the, for the first time in my life I'm experiencing what feels to me like skating by and it's and it's effective oh, it feels, it and that's good yeah well you, <laughs> what does it feel like the skating feels good yes but the there's also the what if of like god if it's if i'm skating by right now and it's working like what's possible what? like now literally the sky's the limit okay say more and and I'm and I go back to being stuck and confused. It's like, what's? I'm looking at this very black and white. It's almost like there's no gray for right. me. That's and right. I, and I, I'd love to find a gray. Okay. Um, skating by doesn't work, but also it's like. But doesn't it work? We should probably also clarify that your skating is a lot of people's hustle. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Okay. And this is why it's important for us to define like what it act right the act what's actually happening. Um, okay, you're gonna go there. Okay, so yes, skating by is most is most people's hustle. I have a natural ability to to succeed. 
I have a natural ability to <laughs> succeed. Um, and there's this piece inside me that feels like <laughs> the Spider-Man quote. To those who are given, what is it? Oh, God, much like power. much power comes with much responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I feel like I was given this oppor- I was given this power. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do something with it, then mm-hmm. shame on me. Mm. Is that still true for you today? Because maybe you were delivered that. Does that still hold for you? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, and that's I think that's there's a there's a guilt involved. As I, I feel I feel guilt yeah. on the back of my shoulders right now yeah. as we're talking. I'm like, oh, I'm actually gonna be pushed under the earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a there's a guilt um, of I have I owe it to myself to the world. Okay. To to hustle. To to give it my all because mm-hmm. because you were um, given. Because I was given. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was given this. Very transactional. It's not very relational. So I want you to think, like, um, when I think about giving my kids something, a, a form of power, a form of something, mm-hmm. I, I, I think to make them equally responsible would be to take away the joy from getting to just be powerful. When I, Say that again. Yeah. When I think about giving my kids the opportunity to experience some power, yeah, I don't also tag onto that. I hope that you're also very responsible with this. Yeah, so I've just taken the joy away from the gift. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you can choose anywhere you go to dinner, but you better make a good choice, and you better make a good choice for the rest of us because we are all going to have to eat it too. So, pressure's on, kid. Make the right choice for dinner. Okay. Don't fuck that. That is up. completely opposite of my internal voice. Which is, if I'm given the chance to choose where. A group of people is going to dinner. It better be good. Like, what if un- people are unhappy? Mm, what what if happen? it's not? I don't know. I could. I, I literally. That's. It's funny. Like, that's my wife and my. Mm-hmm. One of our biggest fights when we were first married was like going where to go to dinner. Like, especially if we're on vacation, because I would sit there and be like, I'm going to choose this, or I wouldn't choose at all because I was too, like, it yeah. was like, oh, if it's not too much, bad, right? Yeah, can't do that. So I would choose this and I'd literally sit there not enjoying my own food, watching to see if she's enjoying it to be like, did, did I make the right choice? Right. Again, I look out to see if I'm okay. Yeah. I look at my wife to see if I made the right dinner choice. Yeah. I don't look at my own experience myself and say, this was such a good meal. Right. I made a great choice. Right. Do you ever have that moment where you're like, I did great based on what I see? Uh, I've experienced it for the first time in the last two months. <laughs> a global pandemic. No joke. And I've experienced it for the first time in the last two months. I'd say in the last two months is the first time in my life that I can remember giving myself grace. Grace. Yeah. And I think that feels like a more whole word than skating. Yeah. Breathe it. Take a breath. What's, what's the hook now? It's because it still goes back to the the much power, much responsibility thing. It's look. That's I have never. Here's a good example. I've never been more wrecked by the death of someone as I was by Kobe Bryant. Yeah. That wasn't my close, close yeah. family, friend, relative, sure. whatever. Um, and it's because, to mm. me, Kobe is that mm. ideal. Kobe was that ideal. Yeah. He was okay. born with some of the greatest talent yeah. that was ever mm-hmm. endowed upon a basketball player. Mm-hmm. And then he worked harder than every other person in the league. Mm-hmm. So it was like, he understood it. He got it. He understood that he had much power. Yeah. And he could have skated yeah. by and still been one of the best of all time, sure. but he didn't. Yeah. He went out and he worked every day. Yes. And harder than everyone else who had much less talent than he did. 
And so that is, that's my mindset. That's what I think. And that's why when he died, it wrecked me because it was like, that was the ideal that, that like, I have this talent. Yeah. I have a responsibility yeah. to the world, yeah. even if it's on a minor scale to be better, yeah. to, to use it as well as possible. Okay. As long as that isn't crippling. I support that mindset uh-huh. as it continues to drive you uh-huh. to freedom, not as it becomes a prison to have to perform in this way or else. Have you seen me in a prison before? Have you seen it crippling to me before? I've seen it. You know me well enough to answer this question. I've seen it consuming. Okay. I'm fixated on this thing. But in the same way, I think it's part of it. I think part of your paradigm is I like to be up against the ropes. Mm-hmm. How much of that is you putting yourself up against the ropes in order to perform phenomenally? Like artificially putting myself up against the ropes? Without yeah. realizing it, without seeing it. Yeah. Well, this is, I'll throw something at you, and, I, and you're my friend, so I'm going to be more direct with you. <laughs> I wonder if with great power comes great responsibility is part of what you tell yourself to keep yourself against the ropes. Probably. Probably. But it's so deeply ingrained mm-hmm. that your comment about giving your kids the power to choose dinner literally doesn't resonate with me. Okay. I don't understand that mindset. Mm. Do you want to? Or are you like, no, I'm good mm. over here. That, there we go. That's what we're sitting here today yeah. talking about. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, there's part of me that would love to... Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, of course I want to. I want to understand that, mm. but I don't know that, that I, I want to live it. Okay. Maybe that's where I'm at. Okay. Is I, under, yeah. I want to understand that. Yeah. I want it to be a part of my... Oh, like I could go on that vacation. Yeah. I no, that's, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say, is, um, is that I can go on vacation mm-hmm. and it's going to be okay. Yeah. And I can come home when I want to because I'm done and I'm ready to get back to my work. Mm-hmm. Minus guilt, minus shame. Okay. <laughs> what? what kind of world is that? <laughs> the world we're trying to create. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I am all for the way in which we like move in this world mm-hmm. when we are not shadowed by guilt and shame or fear or something that keeps us from being able to go to Hawaii. <laughs> so... There's, there's a fear that if I don't have that guilt and shame, right. mm-hmm. that I won't be up against the right. ropes anymore. Right. And then what? Give me your heart. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> and then I'm permanently stuck on vacation in Hawaii. Or? I don't know. I don't know the or. I trade out my fuel, which has been. That's, but that's not in my, that's not my vocabulary. Yet. Yet. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. sure. That's the uncomfortable place I find myself in. Yes, yeah. It it feels like you're, you are trading out your drive and don't uh-huh. yet know that Hawaii can be yep. a driver. Yep. And that grace is a great driver. Do we have enough analogies going right now? <laughs> <laughs> I live a metaphor. It's my life. Um, it's my home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. 
it sounds like a beautiful space to be in, but it's almost there's almost too much fear to even uh, consider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Consider it. Mm-hmm. I then when that is the case, it's like then we learn how to dip our toe in. Mm-hmm. We don't jump into don't, we, don't, I, we don't buy Kauai and stay there. Okay, right. so what that might actually look like is. <laughs> All due respect of all people to tell me, dip my toe in. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how to dip my toe in. Yeah. I jump in the deep end. Like, oh, There's I, only that's, one space to go. That's, I, that's, how, that's what I'm saying. That's my philosophy as well. Yeah. I'm the Molly Shannon, you know? Yes. I'm like, there's two ways to get in the pool, right? Yeah. It's cannonball in the back. Right. Yeah, that's how it goes, okay? Do you see how there might also be a pattern in that, right? Mm-hmm. It's either I'm on vacation or I'm hustling. That's either this right. or that, right? Right. And so it's the middle, it's that middle murky of I can go here sometimes and when I'm ready to go, I'm done and I'm going. It's not appealing. Is that boring? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So there needs to be, what, an edge or a, or a reason? There's something that you're seeking. Um, uh, like what if it could just be that easy? Then what's the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's exa- exactly right. Mm-hmm. If it could be as easy as allowing guilt and shame mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. not be yeah. the driver, then yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because I was watching you, and it was like, and like you were here, you're here, there, and then I was like, man. You know, and it was like it was like okay, that could be possible. And it was like that's not I fucking possible. I'm not bored. I don't even know what's happening. What's, what's I for know. lunch? I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what you're what that is? Notice when you get bored, and then you're gonna want to hook again on what is actually appealing to you. If that sounds boring, then it's not for you. You're not going to be interested in it. When we talk about the fact that it could be easy uh-huh. to just not have like guilt or fear or shame right. or all those things, and then it's like, well, then what's the point of living? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> right. Well, it's almost it's the my thought process is well, then what do I replace it with? Oh, that's that's the question. What is what's the other option? That's beautiful. So that give me something tangible. Okay. To put in its place. And then we can mm-hmm. talk. And I say tread water until you get that yourself. <laughs> if I was mean. I'm not feeling mean today. So I feel like there's the Rilke quote. It's just to love the question themselves. Mm-hmm. And someday in a distant day to live into the answers. And the fact that you feel like it could be an option, that there is something that you could replace guilt, shame, and fear with is already like a enough of a pivot to realize there might be something else I can feel besides this as a driver. Your job will be to incrementally grow into believing that that's actually true. Hi, you guys. Elise here, your podcast host for TrailerCast podcast. And I just want to take a quick moment to let you know that TrailerCast is also available on Patreon. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a special community for creatives. And it is a way to support the people that are behind the microphone or um, on the Zoom call or, or doing these things 
called Podcast. So if you have um, been affected by TrailerCast and feel like contributing to the show and the making of the show, um, I'd be grateful. So if you are interested, you can check out TrailerCast.com or search us on Patreon. Thanks, guys. The other bigger banner here is enoughness. There's <laughs> uh, another word I just don't find in my vocabulary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it enough? Like enough is enough. It's mm-hmm. and there is no enoughness because mm-hmm. there's always more. How do you ever know if you're enough? I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm there's always more there's always a little bit more pushing how does that feel thinking about that like that's the world that um you spend your time in a lot I don't know it's I think it's so ingrained in me I can't imagine I mean I'm saying it out loud so I understand that that there are other people who don't think this way but it's also that's also like one of my main frameworks that I view the world through is Mm -hmm. it's like you can like I can do more. Yeah. Everybody can do more. Mm-hmm. We can all do this all better. All of the things can be done better. <laughs> That's maximizing. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Do you like living in that? Are you like I don't know because I'm in the fish in the water and yeah. it's just what the fish knows. Just what the fish yeah. Knows. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like I said, give me give me something to replace the guilt and the shame yeah. and the yeah. and, and yeah. The, Lack of an understanding yeah. of enoughness with, and then... Yeah. Okay, so the irony is, I think you found it in global pandemonium, yeah. in that it was, like, forced up on you. Of, yeah. Oh. So if I worked this hard, if I ran at this speed, if I did this much work, I'd be like, oh, is this the way other people work? Like, is this what enough is? This is weird. This is weird. This is very weird. You might have stumbled upon it, felt relieved right. by it, and then felt like this is bad. <laughs> very, very bad. <laughs> this is where the lazy people live. Yeah. Yes, yes. But then there's all, then, yeah. I mean, that's why we're, that's why we're, what we're talking about today, right? Is that I feel like I stumbled upon it. Um, but it's almost like because it was artificially forced on me. Oh, it's like, nah. <laughs> eh. Yeah, you don't let yourself win, do you? No. Mm-hmm. You're not even giving yourself, like, any credit at all for, like, realizing what you've realized. You're like, oh, Steve, but I didn't even choose COVID, so it's not even a real win. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, what would it sound like for you to give yourself some more credit? I'm proud of myself for learning and quarantine this. I almost don't even want to. I like. It's almost like I can't even say it out loud. Okay. You be willing to try? <laughs> I can. I can. I can try. Um. Say it again. I'm proud of myself for learning this in quarantine. That I can take days off. We'll start simple. Mm-hmm. Um, that I 
don't have to be everything to everyone. Um, it's okay to give myself some grace. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I have to say that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you tried to like just jump over it. Um, I'm learning to be proud of myself. No, I mean, it's, I, I'm proud of myself for learning during quarantine Mm -hmm. that it's okay to give myself grace. Yeah. How does that feel? Hmm. I mean, good. It's uncomfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, good can be uncomfortable, for sure. Um, it feels weak. Mm. If I'm being completely honest. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Where? Where does it feel weak? Uh, physically? Sure. In my gut. Okay. Low? Mm hmm. Okay. That's family of origin. Yeah. Let's go with some duality. In my gut, it feels weak. Where in your body does that feel true? What do you mean? Um, I feel proud of myself for learning in quarantine that I can give myself some grace. Where does that feel true or like there's a, oh, that feels good. Oh, um, I, uh, I don't know. It almost feels like I'm lying to myself. Okay. Like it's here. Okay, that's a power center. Okay. Yeah. So higher than your gut. Okay. Okay. Sternum. Yeah, sternum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like I have my own volition. That's what that chakra center is, right? Right. Is that's that core center? I can choose. I can. The challenge is when we only tap into one place that our body holds memory. I only tap into where I feel the weakness. I only feel where that feels untrue. And when we can remember that our body remembers everything, not just hard things. So my body also knows that I can give myself grace and I'm really proud of myself for doing that. And that's so deep inside of myself. It's in that exact center, but it does feel good. And if I'm able to play with that a little bit, I realize that I can hold both, and eventually, one will eclipse the other. Mm-hmm. With the with the good feeling, I mean, there it, there's a I guess a that's fine. I didn't realize this until you explained more, but there's like a. I thought it was a weakness that I was feeling here in my arms and my shoulder, mm-hmm. but it's actually more of a, like a weightlessness. <laughs> <laughs> so what I first thought was weakness was relief. Right. Literally, I'm like, you're like, where do you feel it? I'm like, well, my arms just feel so like loose. loose. <laughs> like, what's it's really bizarre. All the tension drained off my back. It's <laughs> very weird when that happens when I'm proud of myself and let something go. The proud of myself 
portion of that's harder than the grace portion. Yes, yes, that's why you avoided it. Yeah, right. you could list the last part, but you were not going to do the proud piece. Yeah, way more personal, so much more intimate. It's uh, it, it's it yeah. <laughs> it's almost like the guilt and the shame. It's like I I'm, I don't allow myself to feel proud because that takes the wind out of the sails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is full circle. Full That's this whole That's thing. Right. Is exactly. it's like I told you in the beginning. It feels like there's a fire went out, and it's kind of like I'm still moving. Yeah. That's not the only thing that propels me. It is possible to be fueled by another source than what is always driven you guilt, shame, fear, the gross pressure. Yeah. And at the same time, pursuing greatness. It is a value to want to be the best. It is a value to be excellent in your field. And I do so in freedom, being proud of myself, feeling good. I'm literally uncomfortable right now at a place where I just don't want to push through. <laughs> Tell me about that resistance. I, I just, I don't, don't take, don't take this away from me. That's the feeling. Yes. Yeah. Cause then I would. Not be me. And who would I be? Exactly. Yeah. Some average person. <laughs> uh-huh. So <laughs> my biggest fear is that I'll be average. Just normal. Mm-hmm. And ironically, I'm avoiding discovering who I actually could be by committing myself to who I've always been. <laughs> My knee-jerk reaction is why I just haven't gone there yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're resisting. <laughs> She's resisting. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So this is weird in person. Give me your hand for a sec. Okay, pull back. Okay. Do you feel that resistance? Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you want to do? And I'm thinking, like, I want to pull you over here. What do you want to do with that? Pull do me it. back. Okay. What does it feel like for you to do that? Um, do you want to pull back over there? No. Why not? I just want to let go. Oh. Is this what you do? I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. This is different. When you feel that I'm pulling, I'm wanting to pull something out of you and say, yes. hey, come on, right? And your instinct was, I want to pull back. Is it to pull back or is it to let go and disengage? Um, it's, I just disengage, yeah. Okay, let's do that for a sec. Okay. Okay, what does the disengage feel like? Fuck it. Apathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does it feel like to have someone pulling against you? There's tension there. Um, it's, uh, it feels like, um, but the tension's not my own. You okay. created that tension. I didn't create that tension. Okay. It's it's like it, there's this like uncomfortableness. Like hey, mm-mm, no, mm-hmm. no, this is my space. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like if there's somebody who's going to be creating this tension, it's me. Okay. So you do that. Okay. I mean, that's that's too easy. You're not pulling back. Okay. <laughs> what does that feel like? Um, this feels more comfortable. Okay. This feels like I'm in control. Okay. I'm creating the tension. Mm-hmm. Um, there's resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's in my court. Like yeah. your hand is closer to me That's than right. it is to you. Okay. And so this is yeah. I'm in the power position here. Okay, can you take that back into then what you were working on and say, what it would look like for me to alternate my fuel and stay in control so I don't have to resist a, a good thing that's sitting in front of me? 
how can you take the power back? Make it yours. <laughs> Stay in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, you do. You know what it is? I'm not going to let go. Maybe that's part of it. Um, ask me the question again. <laughs> if I were to take my power back, and be willing to like say like okay, it's not Elise pulling me; it's mm-hmm. me pulling me, me pulling me back. What would it look like for you just to alternate your fuel in a way that's authentic to your experience, not me shifting you? Um, that's where I'm having a hard time. I I feel like I am with the guilt and the shame and the fear. Yeah. Like I feel like I am in control. Of that. Right, right. Okay. Right? So is it uncomfortable for you not to be in control? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Okay. So if I want to pull you back this way, yes. okay, and I say, hey, like good things are over here still. Yeah, you could I, live over here. That's I just feel so vulnerable. Is that okay? Um, maybe it should be, but it's can it doesn't. I don't know. Okay, okay, I'm pulling you off center. I'm vulnerable and I don't know. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, so practice being here a little longer. Your breath. This is trust. Togetherness. That's what it actually is, right? Mm-hmm. What else? Um, doesn't doesn't have to be me. I don't have to control it. Beautiful. How's that? <sighs> the gut issue's gone. <laughs> Pull me back. How's that feel? We can do both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I trust you. When you feel yourself wanting to disengage, mm-hmm. that's when your instinct's like, wait a second, no, I need to reach back out and grab onto something. So your default would have been, I'm going to disappear for a second. Or I'll be looking at you, but I'm just going to be going to my head, own head deciding what I'm actually going to do with this. Right. Okay? So when I reach out and grab your hand, it was like, you cannot not. Mm-hmm be in that tension, that space of right. tension, right? Right. But because you're used to being your own circuit, it's very easy for you to be like, mm, yeah, whatever, I'll just be back over here and disengage. Okay? This is how I do it. But that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a feedback loop, right? Uh, this is what sustains me. This is how I do it. This is the way that it goes. But immediately, like, having like to pull back and forth, but then you got your autonomy by being like, I don't like that. Well, this is what I do like, what I don't, whatever. Okay? But it is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why would anybody want to listen to this? This could just be for you, for you, yeah, for me today. I know, I know. Um, could I answer that? Yeah, yeah. Because you're a real human being who, uh, like, showed up in a very honest, organic, raw way. Who wouldn't want to hear a human being be themselves? That's what we want. Because then we can be ourselves, too. When I listen to that, I'm like, I can do that. Be uncomfortable and be okay. (laughs) Also, you went immediately to the outward. Mm -hmm. What do you say and feel about what what today this experience is? It feels like I'm going to walk out of that door and put the Superman cape back Mm -hmm. on. (laughs) Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. Okay. You're allowed. Until it doesn't feel good. 
this is part of like that thing like once you see you can't unsee right right so if you know that there are other parts of you that like that doesn't feel good anymore then there might be times you learn to start practicing letting that off a little bit when we change we don't metamorphosize in a moment mm-hmm. right this, this is the toe this is the I realize I'm already wanting to armor up. Mm-hmm. I realize I'm already wanting to whatever. It's like, okay, so what if I didn't do all those pieces? What if I didn't put all the pieces on? It's good. Okay. <laughs> Dipping your toe rather than jumping in the deep mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Versus like, I can't ever put that on again. Right. Right. It's like, oh, well, okay. Like, right. that's not real. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Superman's a good example. It's like, there's Clark Kent or Superman. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, nothing in between. It's like, <laughs> what if I'm just Clark Kent without the glasses on? <laughs> still yeah. Superman. And shirt still you know what I mean? Clark Kent. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. In rainbow sandals. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. That'd be a good in between, man. How would you title or summarize what this was like? Um, yeah, it's almost like seeing that other other paths exist, I guess. Not saying I'm going to get on them, but right. they exist. That's right. <laughs> that's the that's the beginning. This potential. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how all change begins. Right. There's a possible other way for this to happen. That's beautiful. I'm emotional after that conversation that is a a dear friend of mine a person who is just very much like just a brother to me and getting to do vulnerable I don't like even like that word right now the getting to do actual like honest or like heart-to-heart work with the person I already have so much love for is very special because it's different to be vulnerable with your therapist, to be honest with somebody who is in a professional capacity or a stranger, right? But when you show or let someone in that's going to see you again at dinner, that's going to um, play with your kids and is going to be in your life, it, it, it is even more vulnerable. It is even more special. It is even more sacred. And so I just have a massive amount of respect for the exchange and the ability to meet in the middle together. When I think about the need for therapeutic relationship, I sometimes think if we had relationships like these, then we wouldn't need the therapeutic space in the way that we do right now. That if we were willing to demask or de roll or derobe or whatever, like take the the stuff off and allow ourselves to be seen and pushed or put, you know, like not pushed in a violent way, pushed like, um, okay, let me come at that again. Like, come on, let's, let me see. Can we move this around a little bit? Can we do this? Then, then we might be able to work out a lot of stuff outside of that room. Thoughts. <laughs> um, what you couldn't see. So we were actually sitting in person together. And that's why I could see his 
like his eyes shifting and the and his face and all the things that he was not saying you know I could I could see what was happening and there are moments where I as a like as a, when I'm, as a therapist when I'm doing work I decide if I'm gonna call every tell or if I'm gonna let some ride so sometimes I see something and I'm like oh I'll let that one go and if I see it again I'm like, okay so let's like what's what is that <laughs> what is that eye aversion what is that I'm swallowing my words instead of saying them. What is that? I'm holding my breath and I'm looking, you know, what is the, what are we not saying? That's when I said, kind of put your words in the air, right? I want, I want him to put it out there in a space that we can share rather than going internally. And what I know tends to happen when we're doing that is I'm trying to put back all the pieces and reconstruct the world I was living in before this. Thank you very much. And so my hope is to kind of jump in and say, hold up before we put that all back. Why don't we just let this be uncomfortable? Can we sit in the tension of, I see that there's potential for change. I, I, that scares the shit out of me. And let that be okay together. The other thing that you couldn't see is there was a point where I could see that he was wanting to, mm, I think, what was it, extricate himself? Like there was, a, like, there was like, he, like, he wanted to not, he wanted to not. And, and I want to respect the patient's autonomy, right? Like when a client is like, I'm done, it's like, okay, this is, this is a sense like, do you want to be done or is this your pattern? Like, do you actually want to be out or do you just not know what else to do? And your usual route is I just bail. My usual route is I change the subject. My usual route is I'm like, I'm out, it's too hard. And would you let me pull you back in for a moment? And so I asked and then grabbed his hand and we like pulled back and forth like and, and to create tension. So I was pulling his arm <laughs> tightly and he was pulling me back and it was uncomfortable, right? Because he was n- not in a space where he was able to, to maintain the authority. And you could see like that is the place where there, where there is power, but there's also responsibility, but there isn't vulnerability or connection or togetherness. There's actually isolation. And so jumping in there and and asking hey can we try this real quick and let's grab your hand there is such an intensely like intimate hold that i believe is the picture of what actual therapy is it's hey i see you and i'm not i'm not letting go in in like a good way do you know like not like i'm not gonna let you go like but like i'm a i got you I see you, I got you, I'm here, I'm holding this with you, I'm in it with you, I am here. Feel the tension, feel, pull back on me. I'm strong, I'm here with you, I can hold this, I can handle this. Pull as hard as you can, pull as hard as you want, you're not, you can't take me down. I'm able to sit in this tension with you. Pull to where you feel comfortable. Where do you want us to be? That exchange, that wordlessness, but that feeling of togetherness, I think is exactly what's happening when we're letting somebody be in our stuff with us. I wish you could have seen what was happening and maybe I'll figure out a way to do a demonstration like that another time. It is also one of those things where it's like, this is a a risk. This is a, I know that we're going into a vulnerable space and as a therapist, I need to use the judgment to either go in or let the moment pass. As my friend, I feel like I had more margin to pull in because it's a, he's a friend of mine that I know we have plenty of time to work these things out. And I've built a lot of credit in his life of someone that I know he, that he does trust me. I'm so curious to think about what it was like for the listener 
what it was like for you to listen? What did you identify with? Did you, could you hear the rules and what rules you make for yourself? Did you hear the things that we fixate on as a rule of life? Like, this is the way it has to be. This is what it is for me. This is the way it has to be. This is what it is, period. Do you get rigid like that or not? Is it like, ah, it's evolving. It's whatever. Like, you know, I think we all come at that a little differently. The thing I didn't want to see from my friend is the worthlessness. That came up when he wondered if this was even something worth listening to. And it was like, oh, your pain is worthy. Your vulnerability is bravery. This work that felt messy is so beautiful. It's actually where the rest of us humans live, is, is in this space where it's not buttoned up and put together. That, that is where, where intimacy and truth and actually being seen, that's where that lives. And so if you identified with that piece, I just want to extend to you as well that that's the good stuff. When I want to shut the door, when I want to pull back, when I want to hide and cover up, when I stay a moment longer, hold on a moment longer, allow myself to be witnessed a moment longer, I am letting light in, I am letting love in, and it's, it, it does like slams in and, and it, it goes to the places that need it the most. To stay that open, to stay that available to the moment is healing in and of itself. And the longer we're able to keep that door open, the more likely we are to open it again, to say, even though it was hard, I guess it was actually also different. And maybe that different was also relieving and it's weird as fuck, but it's like, okay, I think I want to try that again. And that's, I think how change begins to occur where what has always been might not always be. And the way in which I've always entered into my relationships might shift because I, I had that one moment where I'm like, whoa, what if it was different? That what if, that is, that's gold. That is exactly what shifts a person's perspective because what if one option means what if a million options, infinity. And when we live in a place of like potentiality or possibility or what could be, we're already in motion towards change, towards autonomy, towards power without pressure towards responsibility without limitation, towards a place that doesn't have as much guilt or fear or, or false fuel. So I am, yeah, I'm deeply grateful for today's conversation and just massive, massive, massive um, kudos and just gratitude, thankfulness for my friend who is willing to do that work today. Cheers. Thank you for listening to TrailerCast with Elise Snipes. Visit TrailerCast.com to listen to all of our recorded episodes, sign up for Patreon to offer support for the show and get access to group sessions, extra bonus episodes and content, and our private Instagram account where we continue to grow the TrailerCast community. Follow Elise on Instagram at EliseSnipes underscore collective and learn more about her work at EliseSnipes.com. Lastly, we'd love for you to take a moment and review the show on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Cheers and see you next time.